There are countless real estate agents worldwide, but very few are truly successful. If you want to make more money, build your clientele, and experience true success as a real estate agent, Chasten J. Miles is ready to share the tools, tactics, and secrets with you. Join him now on the Power Unit Success Cast. All right, we are live finally. Um, this is Chasten J. Miles. He's been a longtime contributor, um, entrepreneur, uh, broker. You're a broker owner now, right? You own a brokerage, right? I own a, I own a team. You own a team. This yeah. is a large team. It is. <laughs> it's a large team. It is. Yeah, no yeah. need to be a broker for me anymore, so. <laughs> but yes, he's been doing extremely well, and I think what he has to offer will give us some insight as to, you know, being new realtors, what's involved, um, especially in this new environment, because I'm sure he's uh, using some different practices that I think will help you. And um, if you could share some light chasing on the AXP brokerage because I've been hearing that all over the place. Oh, try AXP as your brokerage, it's a virtual brokerage, and I just don't know exactly how it works. And you know, I haven't really met anyone that it has been working for. So if you could share some light onto that, that would help too. Sure. So I'm going to give you the floor, and you can talk all about your experiences, what you've been through from day one up until now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, hello everybody. Happy to be here, and. Um, you know, I love meeting new people, especially people in Florida. Florida is one of my favorite states, so I love um, going there and hanging out. Um, me, myself, personally, again, my name is Chasen J. Miles. I have been in the real estate business for the last eight years, so I got my license when I was 23, 24 years old, and, um, you know, my first days weren't easy. My, my first year, my first two years. They just weren't easy so I have been through everything and more in this business I mean I, I literally remember you know back when I was a, a brand new agent I was trying any and everything that I could do to, to get business to get my feet wet and, and and all that kind of stuff so I finally got my first listing and I was so excited I mean I, I had my first listing I could just smell the money at that point but unfortunately, the listing wasn't selling, and I was doing everything and more to get that listing to sell, down to the point where I was having an open house at that listing every single weekend. So every single Saturday and Sunday, I was posting up at that home for three hours every single week, um, just trying to get that, that listing sold. But it wasn't selling. It was an older home. Um, there was no furniture in there. It was it was cold because they didn't have the, the heat on and just all kinds of stuff. But I remember this one morning that I was getting ready to go do my normal open house routine. I got all dressed up and, and, and I was ready to go. And as I was leaving the house, my lights turned off um, because my electricity hadn't been paid. And what sucked from that is I didn't have any money to pay it. So luckily I didn't have a bunch of food in the refrigerator that was gonna spoil or anything, but now I had no electricity. I was on my last. Nonetheless, I picked myself up. I said, I'm gonna still go and do this open house. I'm gonna get this home sold. So I got to this open house and the first hour went by, nobody came in. The second hour went by, still nobody came in. And I remember by that third hour, I literally 
walked to the front door and I locked that front door and once it was locked I fell to my knees because I had a complete breakdown I mean and I was bawling crying because I had let it get this bad you know I, I told everyone that I was getting in this business I was gonna be successful I was gonna make it um, thought I had all these people behind me but yet here I was in this cold vacant house um, with my my electricity off at home barely any gas to survive me the next week and it was at that moment that I felt like I was a complete failure in this business and I didn't know where to turn um, I, I thought that I had did everything I, I you know it was it was just my lowest point but I learned something out of that low point um, I had to really have a mind shift and I had to take control of this business a different way you know up until that point I was trying this and that and trying any and everything to generate business to make some money I was anything anybody said I was trying it I was being very much so reactive you know I was just reacting oh this didn't work let me try something else oh this isn't working I'm gonna try something else just reacting to everything and I wasn't being proactive in my business once I got that mind shift once I had that moment and realized what I had to do to be proactive everything changed I'm gonna tell you that next week I ended up getting a contract on that house of course that agent bullied me she knew that I was nude she she, she did everything and more um, but I got that that home sold I didn't make much money on it it, it, it wasn't my biggest sell or anything, but it was my biggest lesson that I got in this business. And I figured out that if you simply just follow some simple actions and follow them consistently, you can find success in this business. Um, this is a business that's been around for a very long time. I mean, real estate isn't new, but there's only certain things that work. There's lots of shiny objects in this business. There's lots of distractions, but you must maintain that focus and focus on those key activities if you want to become successful in this business. So what are those key activities? Well, the first one is prospecting. We have to prospect. I like to tell people all the time, you are a salesperson. You got a salesperson's license. So you have to do things that salespeople do. And one of the biggest things that salespeople do is they prospect, they find business, they go out there and chase business, they follow up with the business. This is a career where things, they don't just fall in your lap. And if they do, you're not gonna learn how to sell. You're not gonna learn the lessons that you need to learn to truly become successful. You're just gonna have that handed to you and it's gonna sell and then you're gonna be back at square one. So prospecting is your friend it needs to be at the top of your activities every single day for example here in my office we have something called power hour where for every day we prospect we hit the phones we follow up we we um, talk to past clients we talk to to new leads everybody all around prospecting for two hours it's, it's uninterrupted you can't work on anything else you must sit there and focus okay when you're prospecting, again, you're a salesperson, okay? You need to track your results. You need to track your results. You need to see what's working, who's waving their hand, who's on the fence, 
who's not going to do anything? How many calls have you made? How many doors have you knocked? How many postcards have you sent out? Whatever activity you're doing, you have to track that stuff. Because if you don't track it, you're going to be doing the same thing six, eight months now and getting the same results. You need to be able to see where that improvement happens. You need to be able to um, identify where those opportunities are. And the only way that you can do that is by tracking your activities. The third thing is your education. Now, a lot of people like to focus on education in areas that I personally just don't feel like they should be focusing on. Okay, you want to focus on writing contracts and learning softwares when you don't have any leads or clients to write a contract for. That's not going to bring a client any faster. Okay, you have to focus on acquiring business. And the best education for any salesperson is how to sell. Okay, so getting some type of education around selling, whether it's joining a coaching program, reading a book, your, your early education needs to be around selling. So those are just three, um, three pieces of advice that I like to give agents coming into the business. And we can get in here, I mean, we can get more tactical about specific activities if that's where you want to take things. But um, that's just kind of my answer, my, my long answer to the first question. I'm not sure if there's a specific question you want me to answer or where you want to go into next. Tanya. Um. Well, if you could actually talk about um, a little bit about your experience as a new agent, like um, what did you do? What, how did you find the leads? Like, what were you doing to get more leads? Like, what did you find work for you? Um, was it social media? Was it something else? <laughs> sure. So, what what worked for me? Well, coming into the business, I didn't know what would work for me. I, I didn't have any real estate history. I didn't have anybody in my family that was in real estate. I didn't know anything about real estate. I actually got into the business, um, some, some buddies of mine, we were out walking around campus at our college that we were going to and we saw a sign that was advertising an off-campus house. And so um, we were looking to move off campus because we were having a lot of fun in, in school and so we decided to call the number and the number ended up being an agent who was at a real estate office. So we went in there, we met with that agent and she um, started showing us properties. Then I got really curious. I was like, wait a minute, how much money do we have to pay you? Um, how much is it gonna cost us? We don't really have a lot of money. And she said, you won't have to pay me anything because I'm representing you as um, tenants and I get paid from the landlord. So I was like, wow. So then I started asking her more questions. Well, how much are you gonna get paid? How quickly is it? And it wasn't a lot of money, but it was a lot of money to a college student. And it was at that point that I was just like, dang, all these people who I know at this school, I wanna be a real estate agent. And so I enrolled in real estate school um, shortly after that. So that was the only history that I had about real estate. Now, when I got into the business, and I remember showing up to my first real estate office and just showing up waiting for something to happen, you know, waiting to be trained and I didn't know anything, anything to do. And so I started asking agents, hey, how do you get business? Where are the clients at? And they were all telling me cold calling and door knocking. Well, I didn't know what either of those things were. Um, so I decided to try to do it my way. Now, one thing about me when I got 
my real estate license. Um, I actually got it here in Texas, but I didn't live in Texas previously. So once I moved here, that's when I got my real estate license and I didn't know anybody up here in the Dallas area. I didn't know, um, I didn't even know the streets. And so what I had to do social media wise was I had to build a brand around my name. Okay, because I was a nobody here. I didn't have a history, a high school that I can associate with, um, a college, anything like that. So I started branding myself as a real estate agent. Um, I was using the brokerages listings and hosting open houses at those listings. I was um, using the brokerages um, properties as advertisements because I didn't have any um, properties to advertise as my own. And I was just all the time just putting out real estate stuff on my social media because I had to build myself from the ground up to look like a real estate agent. Um, I knew that if I was to make a call or if I was to go door knock and somebody just decided to look me up, they weren't going to find anything. <laughs> they weren't going to find anything relevant to real estate. So I had to make sure my website was updated, all my social media profiles. Um, I started making videos, things like that. Um, that I was just sharing on my social media. This is before I even got into YouTube, but I had to position myself as a real estate agent. Then, I'm not gonna lie, the things that worked for me were hitting the phones. And it was calling random people. Because again, I didn't know anybody, I didn't have anybody there, so I was calling random people. Now, at the time that I was starting, I, it was everything was extremely manual. So there wasn't these platforms like Red X that you can get phone numbers from, um, Vulcan 7, Mojo, all of those things were in their like infancy stages. So what I was doing was I was literally going to yellowpages.com, I was going to forsalebyowner.com, I was going to fsbo.com, and these were all websites in Zillow. These were all websites that owners of property who wanted to market their their home they were putting their properties on there you know they didn't have access to the MLS so they were putting their properties on there and I would just start calling them I would start calling them and explaining to them why I wanted to sell their home how I can help them I was using scripts um, because again I wasn't limiting myself I didn't have any judgments about this someone said hey use this script on these phone calls I was doing it then in the afternoons I would go out and I would drive around because I needed to learn the neighborhoods. I would drive around and I would look for homes that had for sale by owner signs on there. Okay, if there was a for sale by owner sign, I would write that number down while I was outside of the home and I would call them and I would use those scripts. And so I was down in the trenches literally trying to drum up business and and I'm glad that I learned how to do that because nowadays, yeah, you can run Facebook ads, you can do all these different ad things, set up squeeze pages, funnels, all that cool stuff um, to get inbound leads, but I didn't have any of that. I was, I was a younger guy. I didn't know marketing or business or anything like that. So all I had was a phone and practically a phone book. And I was just dialing, using the script, and the scripts were working. Like I started getting listing appointments. So as I started getting those appointments, then I had to learn how to do a listing appointment. Like everything that I've did in my I've done in my business, I was learning along the way. So I wasn't that person that was trying to fill myself with all this knowledge in hopes of using it one day. 
I was learning it along the way like, hey, now I got an appointment. How do I do a listing appointment? Or now somebody wants to make an offer. How do I write an offer? You know, I was taking it in steps and mastering one thing at a time. Yes, um, it is difficult, and um, but you gave a lot of good tips about what you did to start out with because, you know, as new agents, we have no money, and the fees on a lot of these brokerages, you know, will clearly just make you broke as it is. But you gave a lot of good tips that really does help. Um, while you were, you know, busy learning as you were doing, did you have any mentors or coaches that you looked up to? Well, yeah, I looked up to people, but did I have somebody like hands-on that was guiding me along the way? No. I looked up to people like the same way, you know, we kind of grew up looking looking at Michael Jordan or, you know, it, and, and it was those types of people because I, again, I wasn't in, in real estate before, so I didn't know about who the big players in real estate were. Um, I didn't I didn't know that stuff so I was still in that mindset of oh I'm looking at this person with a Bentley you know or like a fancy car and that's what I want I want to live the life that they have but it wasn't so much where I was looking at them for real estate advice it was just more so like a goal like I wanted to be like this person have all the money have the big houses um, now class wise when I when I joined the brokerage that I that I first joined you know, they, they had a training program set up, and so the only person that I can look at was the person who was leading that training. You know, obviously if they're leading this training, then they know some, some things. But I will say something that I'm glad that I didn't do was I didn't place limits on anything. You know, nowadays, because I coach agents, I have, I have a coaching program as, as well nowadays, and I hear all the time like, oh, they're going to think this, or if I call them and say this, then they may think this, or I don't want to do that because I don't want to come off as, you know, whatever. I didn't have any of that. I wasn't thinking that people were going to think anything. I wasn't um, worried about how I was going to come off because I simply thought this was the way that it was done. You know, I'm looking at this person teaching this class. They're telling me to handwrite 10 cards and mail them out. I was handwriting 10 cards and mailing them out. They were telling me to make 100 calls a day. That's what I was doing because obviously that was what it takes to become successful in this business. So I wasn't placing any limits or limitations on what people were telling me that I needed to do. Right. Um, now, I know you mentioned that you had some brokerages that you did join in the past. Exactly how many uh, did you go through? Um, well, I went to two offices of the same brokerage and then I did two different brokerages um, after that before I ended up at, at EXP. So I've been at four different offices. And that's been in what past? Like, eight years. Eight years, okay. Mm -hmm. And I guess, well, I, this is, I guess, a misconception, I guess, with new agents, um, that they think that, you know, you're at one brokerage and you're gonna be there for a long time, but that clearly is not the case. Um, you know, you do, there is some movement around. And what, what made you move from one brokerage to another? I mean, what made you say, you know, this brokerage isn't giving me what I need, and maybe I should go to this one. You know, what was your, you know, gut feelings? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you. So my first brokerage move, and it was, it was with the same brokerage, but it was from, um, well, so I was with Keller Williams. 
starting out. And I moved, I started out at one Keller Williams office and then I moved to, to another Keller Williams office and they were owned by two separate people. So, you know, Keller Williams offices are independently owned and operated. And just my non or lack of knowledge about real estate, the first office that I was at was in a suburb and I thought if I wanted to sell like luxury high-rise properties, then I had to move to an office that was closer to those properties. And so that's what sparked my first move. It wasn't like, oh, I wasn't getting anything or um, I don't like it here. I literally thought that I had to be working in an office in an area that those, those property areas, I mean, those types of properties were. So that was my first move. My second move was to a brokerage that was a hundred percent split, you know. So then I got in my mind. I was like, "Oh, why am I paying all this money for a split? I need to go somewhere that's a hundred percent." So I went over there. I probably stayed there for like six months um, until I, I did another brokerage move to a brokerage that kind of specialized in higher-end clients and athletes um, relocation things like that. It was more of a younger crowd. Um, so I thought that it may be a better fit for me. The The owner was pretty young. The average age at that brokerage was, um, you know, I mean, it was probably like early 30s. And so I thought that I would fit in better there. And, and I actually stayed there for a very long time. Um, and it was a great fit for me. I mean, I still um, love that brokerage. I think it's, it's great. Um, until I moved to EXP. Now that move just came from um, like seeing a good business opportunity and and wanting to, to grab it. So nobody really, I mean besides my KW offices that I was at, like it was a point where some things were happening at that office that I was just like, I can't take it in anymore. Um, but each of my, my moves were more so to help out my business more. Um, I wasn't that agent that was just like, oh, you're, you made me mad and now I'm going to leave. It was seeing opportunities in places and wanting to be a part of it. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, uh, and what would be your suggestion for you know us as new agents looking for brokers? What things should we be looking for right now? I mean, I know the splits are important, but I know that's not the only thing. So what things should we be considering when we're trying to choose a brokerage? Yeah, see, so the split should be the least of your concerns, really. Um, I went from 100% brokerage, 100% split brokerage, back down to a split that didn't increase at any point because I realized that, um, you know, somebody can offer you 100%, but think about what they're, what they're getting out of. What are they getting out of it? And you as an agent, you want that broker to train you, to mentor you, to provide you with marketing, to educate, all that kind of stuff. And it, it just doesn't make financial sense. Like when you think about it from a business standpoint, it makes financial sense for you as an agent to be getting 100% split. So if you have a booming business and you have a solid clientele, then yeah, go for it. But it's almost like asking someone to work for you without paying them. So it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like honestly, coming in as a new agent, the bigger the split, the better. Like if someone wants to take 50% of your, your money, then they're gonna be way more invested in you because they're gonna be getting way more money from you. 
Now, the first thing that you want to um, kind of evaluate when you're choosing a brokerage is the vibe of that brokerage because you don't want to be unhappy with where you're going to work. You don't want to be unhappy with the people around you. You don't, you, I mean, you want to make sure that it's the right vibe because again, you're going to be working hand in hand with these people and you want them to be invested in you. You want to grow with that company. Um, you want to look for a place that's on the up and up. There's a lot of brokerages now that have been doing things the same way that they've been doing for 50 years. Well, the real estate market isn't the same anymore. Technology isn't the same anymore. So you want to be, you want to make sure that you're looking for a place that's progressive, that's up to date. Do they have apps for clients? Do they, do they have um, live streaming things? You know, last year was was a big year for that. In a lot of places, they weren't even equipped for it. So, you know, you wanna you wanna look in and, and see what makes sense, what's relevant to 2020, and then you also wanna look and see what their track record is. You know, are there agents selling homes? And don't just look for the successful agents because everybody can see the successful agents because they're the ones out there. You know, you can you can see Keller Williams signs all around you in neighborhoods, but then if you really dr drill down to it, it's probably just two or three agents out of an office with 300 agents, okay? So you need to look at those numbers and see if people are selling there, all right? Like all that stuff way before you start talking about splits because I'll tell you, like a new agent doesn't deserve a 100% split, why? Why? Especially when you want someone to be very invested in, in you, it does not make sense. So um, I actually have a guide on, on my website. It's totally free. You can download it. It's, it's called um, Questions to Ask a, a Brokerage When Interviewing. You just go to my website, click on Resources, and it's on there. But it's a list of like 60 questions that you can ask in an interview to determine if this is the right brokerage for you, you know, to, to, to get them to open up. Because most brokerages that you go and interview at, they're gonna tell you whatever you wanna hear, you know, just to get you on the roster. So by asking those questions, you can really evaluate if this is a place that you can see yourself at. Sure. Now, um, I know that everybody, most, most of the people, about 90% of the people in this group are still studying for their real estate exam. And, you know, there's really, I can't say that there's nothing, but is there anything that they should be doing right now to like get involved in the real estate industry? Is there anything that they should be doing other than studying? Now, studying needs to be the biggest thing, <laughs> honestly. Those tests are tricky, man. Those tests are not easy. I, I mean, and I couldn't focus on anything else. I'm, but they are not easy. Um, but you know, if you do want to do something, don't don't try to, um, you know, learn contracts and shadow agents and all that kind of stuff. The biggest thing that you want to do is start building your database of people. So okay. by 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 doing things that you're already doing, get, get get people involved. You know, close friends and family. Let them know you're studying to become a real estate agent. Get them on your side. Get them cheering for you so that once you do get that license. You have people behind you that want to see you succeed, that are that are going to help you market, that are going to tell their friends and family about you. And so, no, but 
put put literally 70 80 percent of your attention to studying for that test yeah that's true <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um now i know you mentioned um about social media um what social media platforms have you found work the best for you anything that allows you to do video is the best um video hands down so we're talking TikTok, we're talking YouTube, um, Snapchat, Instagram stories, IGTV, anything that allows you to do video hands down is going to be where you want to be. People need to start seeing your personality. Um, long gone are the days that we can kind of hide behind words and, and become famous. You know, when was the last time you saw like, I mean, the way that posts work these days it's photos and videos that are going viral, that are getting followers, that are getting retweets and shares and things like that. So um, start start putting yourself out there and get people involved in it. You know, I, I, I hate for people to come into the business and feel like they have to be this super stuffy, headshot looking real estate agent. It's a different business these, these days and people wanna work with people who they know, like, and trust and video is that way for you to get people to know, like, and trust you. Like, people watch my videos and they tell me all the time, I feel like I know you, and I've never met them before, you know? So, yeah, anything that allows you to do video, and don't just pick one. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Jason. This thank has you. been really helpful today. I mean, I know I've learned a lot, and I was taking notes along <laughs> the way. <laughs> Because, you know, once you get the license, and, you know, I do try to make sure that, you know, everybody is aware, you know, the group does help everybody to pass the exam, but that's just, you know, the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. The real goal is to make sales. And, you know, that's what we all are really striving for. This is a, a way of life. This is a new business for us. It's not just a job. This is a new business that we all are involved in. So all of your valuable information and insights you're given is really helpful to new agents because this is a brand new world. <laughs> like you said, nothing is the way it used to be anymore. And, you know, so far I'm pretty happy with the brokerage that I'm with, but there are some things that I think they could improve upon. Um, like you said with social media but they are trying I will say that they are trying <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome okay well thank you again and um, if anybody else has any questions you know he has his information up here this um, webinar is going to be left in the Facebook group so that you can come back and view it at any time that you want make sure you check out his website and of course partner with CJM website if you are interested in joining his ESP uh, or his team and uh, you need his help so with that we're going to conclude and we'll see you in the next webinar thank, thank you, you thank you have a good day Bye -bye. <laughs>